Whether you want to start a vintage reselling business as a side hustle for some additional income or eventually turn it into your full-time job, I'm going to share my tips on how you can do exactly that in this episode. Join the slow fashion revolution with Recloseted Radio. As the number one podcast for fashion entrepreneurs with a conscience, we're here to help you reach new heights. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted, and I'm on a mission to share my insider knowledge and strategies for launching a successful sustainable brand, growing your existing slow fashion business, and making your brand more environmentally friendly. I also invite industry experts to share their stories and insights too. So subscribe and let's get to work on transforming the harmful fashion industry. I am really excited to dive into this episode because I haven't really talked about this topic before, but we've actually been working with quite a few resale and vintage and consignment businesses over the past couple of years. So I do feel like there's a really big opportunity out there for this, and I wanted to talk about it on the podcast today. That being said, as you're listening to this episode, if you want my one-on-one help and you want my strategy and my eyes on your business as you start to build this out, more than happy to potentially work together. And you can book a free consultation at www.recloseted.com consultation. You will be able to chat directly with me for half an hour and we can chat through what your vision is, what you're trying to do, any problems and challenges you're facing, and then see if it's a fit to work together. The link again is www.recloseted.com consultation. The link will be in the show notes. And I'm only accepting a limited amount of clients for the rest of the year, so don't snooze. The first thing I want to say is that there's a huge opportunity in this space. There's so much great vintage consignment and thrift shopping all over the world. But because I've been in Europe a lot now, I've just seen so many amazing stores there. And then, of course, in North America and other parts of the world, there's some great opportunities too. But as a whole, the fashion industry is definitely overproducing. I likely don't need to tell you that. So it's a much needed situation because we have so much going to landfill already. If you can help divert from landfill, give clothes a new life. And if you have the eye for it, because you're basically a style curator when it comes to vintage and consignment shopping, and also if you're just passionate about it because it is going to be a lot of work, then absolutely go for it. A friend of mine has a really successful consignment business in Canada, and she's now expanding to the U.S., but she makes millions of dollars in sales every single year now, which is amazing. And then I also have had clients where they started selling consignment or pre-loved pieces on the side and upcycle pieces on their website that also do really well. There's a lot of opportunity out there for you, but it's important that you are strategic about it and you know what you're getting into, which is why I really wanted to do this episode. Highly recommend you get a notepad and pen and let's dive in. First and foremost, we need to think about your ideal customer or your target customer. If you've listened to past Recloseted Radio episodes where I talk about how to launch a successful fashion brand, then this is likely not going to be a surprise to you because I talk about it all the time. But at the end of the day, your entire business has to revolve around your customer because they're the ones paying you. They're the ones keeping the lights on. It's really important that we keep them in mind, especially from the very beginning. Take a second to think about who you want to start this vintage reselling business for. Yes, it's going to be for yourself, but also who do you want to help and who do you want to serve? And then you really want to dig into what their problems are, what their pain points are in their life generally, but then of course also when it comes to their clothing and their style. You also want to think about the type of lifestyle they lead as well because 
let's say they have a nine to five job and they're going out on the weekend with their friends or they're going to date nights, then they obviously need clothes for all those different situations. It's important to think about the lifestyle that person leads and then it will really show you the type of clothing or the gaps they might have in their wardrobe. When it comes to your ideal customer, I always get our clients to do market research because it's one thing for you to sit here and try to figure out what people want and need, but it's a whole different thing to actually ask people and get that data. Definitely recommend you do some surveys, do some market research interviews. That's exactly what I get our clients to do. And this is an important first step because if you don't have this as a solid foundation and building block, then you're not going to really understand who you're serving, who you're helping, and your business is not going to be as successful as it could be. As you're doing this, you also want to take into consideration people's willingness to pay. So you want to get information on what their job may look like, their salary, and then how much they're actually willing to spend on clothing. Because that will really determine if you want to perhaps go the designer route and sell really exclusive, expensive pieces. Or if you want to go more of an accessible route where you find really cute things, perhaps you upcycle them or you change them up or whatever. But it's a totally different market and a totally different clientele. So you need to get really clear on people's willingness to pay and the type of demographic you're trying to attract. Next, you need to get really clear about your supply and your inventory. Because you're doing a vintage or reselling business and you are not manufacturing your own clothes, the quote-unquote bottleneck in your business will be the pieces you collect and you curate. Because if you run out of things to sell, you're not going to be making income. And at the beginning, it will likely just be you that's going out, trying to find things, knocking on doors, all that stuff. In the future, once you build up your brand and your clientele, people will perhaps come to you to sell things and then it will be a lot easier for you. But at the beginning, it is going to be a lot of work on your end. You're going to have to visit consignment stores, estate sales, things like that to just get up inventory and supply. And as you're going through this and as you're shopping for things, it's always important to have your ideal customer in the back of your mind and really think about what they would want because you are like a curator. You're really trying to find pieces that they would want and they would pay for. The other goal to that too is you want to try to get things for as cheap as possible. Make it fun for yourself, gamify it, but try to get bargains and try to think about how you can judge things up or upcycle them so that they would be more aligned with your ideal customer style. Some suggestions of places to go. You could definitely go to cheaper thrift stores in your area. Definitely recommend Googling, looking on TikTok, Instagram, things like that. Estate sales are really good too if you can figure out how to get plugged in in your area and visit those. You can also go to consignment stores abroad. I was recently in Paris and the consignment stores there are insane. There's so much designer stuff and it's really, really fun. But if you ever want to travel and go to consignment stores abroad and find, you know, more exclusive or unique pieces, then you can definitely do that too. And like I keep mentioning, if you have an eye for finding treasure and you have an eye for finding things that maybe other people have looked past, or if you feel like you are creative enough to upcycle things and make things unique, if you find something that has a tear in it or it's missing buttons or something, if you know you can fix it up, make it look really, really cute, then that's also a really great way to start as well. But at the end of the day, it comes back to your ideal customer. So are you trying to attract a more exclusive designer clientele or are you trying to attract a more 
fashion forward, wants unique pieces type of clientele. It's very different, but you need to get clear on who you're trying to target and then get the supply and inventory accordingly. And then the next piece beyond supply is also demand. It's important that you have customers that are demanding your items and buying them. So you simultaneously need to build up an audience and a very strong brand. Once you know what you're going to be selling, it's really important to lean into that brand. As an example, if you're going to be selling really rare, exclusive designer pieces, then you want your brand to be very high-end and very luxury. Or on the other end, if you want to do a very fashion-forward, really cool type of brand, then you want to lean into that too. So it's important to build up your audience and build up a strong brand. And just like any other Recalcitrant Radio podcast episode I've done where I've talked about how to build a sustainable fashion brand and when it comes to marketing, it's really important to pick one social media platform and pair it with email marketing so that you can actually build up a big enough community so that you can get traction and actually get sales. The reason why I always tell folks to pick one social media platform is because as you're starting out, you have so much you need to do. And in your case, you're also going to be trying to curate pieces to sell. So your time is very limited and it's very valuable. We want to make sure that you are being really intentional with the content you're putting out. We want to make sure that you do a good job, you add value to your ideal customers so that people actually want to follow you and support you so that, you know, you grow that one social media platform, you get the sales, and then eventually you can bring on more platforms as you potentially get more help as well. I always tell our clients to pick one social media platform and pair it with email marketing because emails are customer real estate you own. You are not at the beck and call of algorithms. And so it's always great. And for vintage reselling businesses, I think it's actually quite easy to collect people's emails because you can tell them that maybe you really stock first over email. So if they want to be notified first and have first access, that could be a good way. And I've done loads of episodes on marketing and on kind of the ideal customer stuff. I'll leave links to past episodes where it may be applicable to you if you want to dive a little bit deeper. We talked about really figuring out who you're trying to target, your ideal customer, getting to know them, figuring out their problems, and then really solidifying the type of pieces that you're going to be curating for them. We also talked about getting enough supply, getting enough pieces that are curated that your ideal customer would actually resonate with. And then simultaneously, we just discussed that it's important to build up demand and build up your audience and community and build that strong brand. And to tie all of this together, I always recommend to our clients that are doing a vintage reselling business, let's take a test and learn approach. Don't go out of the gate trying to boil the ocean. Like, let's boil this cup of water first. And in other words, like, let's try to test certain styles, test certain pieces, and see how the community reacts. I also don't think you need a website right away. Instead, try selling on other sites first, like a Poshmark or a Bestier Collective. I would recommend you take a look at a lot of these vintage reselling sites and seeing the commissions they take and see which one would be the best for you. But just start quick and dirty. I hate that expression, but just do whatever's easiest. So you can start to get some sales and understanding around what people are into. Or you could also just have people DM you on Instagram or your social media platform and PayPal you the money. Test a lot of things first. And then once you feel like you're onto something and things are being solidified, then you can formalize it and sink more money into it. My friend that I mentioned at the top of the episode that is now doing millions of sales, she started this way too. She just had an Instagram. She would post her inventory on Instagram and do like exclusive drops on emails. 
And then she would just have people like PayPal her, and then she would ship them the items. And then eventually, as she solidified this idea, she actually developed an app. And this app, she sank so much money into it, but she had tested the model and it worked. And now that's how she's grown and scaled her business. But she didn't need to start with the app from the very beginning. And quite frankly, she didn't have that kind of money to do that app. So she just did whatever she needed to do to test and learn and really figure out and get that eye. I think it's really important to curate your eye when it comes to this kind of stuff and understand what people are into and what people would buy. So just get out there, get your feet wet, start finding pieces, buying pieces, and then reselling them and see what people like and what they react to. As you grow in scale, just continuously keep in the back of your mind that you need to always be getting enough supply and also enough demand. It's definitely a balancing act and you need to continuously be focused on both. Because if you have too much inventory, but not enough customers, then you're not going to get enough sales. But also, if you have too many customers, but not enough inventory, you're also not going to get enough sales. So it's a balancing act and you always want a foot in each bucket, if you will, and you're just always needing to do both. So just remember to have that in the back of your mind. Last but not least, to truly scale this type of business, you will not be the only one buying pieces. That's just not scalable. Eventually, you'll want to hire people and also you want people to come to you with their stuff too. But it does take time to build up your brand and your reputation. So in the beginning, it is going to be you. It is going to be a lot of work. But honestly, if you're passionate about it and you have the eye, then go for it. And I hope this was helpful for you. I just scratched the surface, but if you're thinking about starting a vintage reselling business and you want my one-on-one help, then book a consultation. The link again is www.recausedid.com slash consultation. You will meet directly with me and we can chat through and see if it's a fit to work together. And that's a wrap on this episode. If you got value from this, I would appreciate it if you could take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, and tag us at Recloseted. Be sure to subscribe to the Recloseted Radio podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode and you have access to all of our valuable resources. And if you're feeling generous, please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a glowing review. I'm cheering you on, and together, let's transform the harmful fashion industry.